Rossi and Co. At the click of a mouse. The best bits of breakfast. Radio City 96.7. Hello, this is Rossi, back with the Co for another Radio City Breakfast Show podcast. Uh, hello, Co. Hello there. Well, to turn oh, your headphones off. That's, yeah, oh, that's, that's better. Is that much better? You can hear me now. Hello. hello. Let's get underway with a dilemma. And it's, uh, it's one of those that's... Well, it's a tricky, touchy subject, isn't it, really? Halitosis? Mm. Mm. Halitosis. I can remember one time a friend of mine having really bad halitosis. Yeah. And uh, he went to the doctor. And he said to the doctor, I've got really bad halitosis. The doctor said, let me smell. So he breathed on the doctor. The doctor mm. nearly balked. So uh, the doctor says, tell you what you do. Go out every morning to a field and find a fresh steaming cow pat. And get a great big ladle and ladle up a big cow pat into the ladle and consume it. Swallow it whole. And the guy said to the doctor, will this cure my halitosis? He says, no, but it'll tone it down a bit. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Here we go. Dilemma, bad breath from the Radio City Breakfast Show. Okay, there's quite a few serious texts coming in about this, but uh, basically it's a girl been with a fella for four years. Uh, got, I'm, I'm not going to say where they live, but he's developed a really bad... Is it halitosis? Yeah, yeah. that's the word. Well, that's the medical term for it, isn't it? It is. Uh, really sympathetic one, this in from Andy Ward in the world. He said, my missus had a similar problem, so just do what I do and say, hey, love... Have you been eating the baby's nappies? Work for me. <laughs> Jenny on the M6, seriously on a serious note, take him to the doctors. He could have something seriously wrong yeah. with him. Yeah. When you love someone, you can always talk. That is true. Uh, Brian and Prenton says, Rossi, what she needs to do is stick a clothes peg on her nose and wait for him to ask why she's wearing it. <laughs> That's oh, really bad. Sympathy from our listeners. Honest to God. <laughs> fantastic. Shall I take a phone call? Oh, yes. Okay, uh, let's go line one. I'll take the first call. Line one. Line one, what do you reckon? Um, I'd have his nose checked because when I worked in, with children, there was yeah. a little boy who developed really bad breath and his mum kept saying, I don't know what to do with him. And he'd stuck a piece of sponge up his nose in the bath and it'd been there for a long time. Ooh. I'm not saying the guy has stuck a piece of sponge up his nose, but... Yeah. Get his nose checked because that sometimes causes really? bad breath. So yeah. the old something could be there in the nasal passage sticking up there, making people's breath smell. Yeah, yeah. God Almighty! Oh. I did that. that I didn't know, but then you learn something every day. <laughs> but she has to be honest with him. Yeah. She's not honest with him, and, and obviously she can then tell him she's felt really bad about it. But then, um, obviously, it needs to be checked out because she's sure. about him. Yeah, maybe his birthday's coming up soon. She can get him a year's supply of gold spot. <laughs> See you later. Okay, bye, Russ. Bye, love. That's well, weird God. about the kid, isn't I'm it? I'll never go near sponges yes. again. Sticking a sponge <laughs> up his nose like a stuck up there. Known to his mates at school as uh, Sponge Nose Bad Breath. This is Radio City Breakfast. With Rossi and Co. Radio City 96.7. So, a bit of a bad breath dilemma this morning. And that's bizarre that that, uh, that sort of that just develops, isn't it? It's... Yeah, but as you know, we were saying it can just happen. It could be from a check. Like people when they go on the Atkins and things oh, like the that. Oh, the Atkins, maybe. It can change, you know. Maybe. Why maybe. are you both looking at me when you said that? Well. Well, you're on the Atkins. <laughs> I was, yeah. yeah. Did I have bad breath at the time? Hey. Did I have bad breath? Sorry, what did oh, you say? Oh, what did you say, Jake? 
Push me teeth loads. No, not yeah. tall. Oh. Right, what is, uh, what, what's your take on this? Claire Simmons. It's, it's a really hard one because you really don't want to upset him. And I know if I sort of said to Steve and anything like that, he'd do his naughty, go mad. Really? He'd, oh, God, Jerry, yeah, would hate anything like that. But I think I'd have to tell him because it could lead to, like, problems in the relationship later on because you'd be like, well, you don't want to kiss me anymore, you don't want to be near me anymore. Mm. And it could really, so she's going to have to be honest with him. What is the conclusive evidence of the text and everything that's come in, tweets right. and phone calls? Where are you going, Jay? Loads and loads coming in this morning. Ten percent uh, are saying, "Stop being so nasty at your boyfriend." Stop um, being nasty, though. No, but she's just, right into no. it. So any other said that she was not nasty? So you ten percent are saying that. Twelve percent are saying, "Leave some leaflets and some breath fresheners and some chewies and stuff about the what? house." Maybe Leave we'll leaflets. I bought halitosis. Really? Yeah, from from the doctor. Oh, really? Right. Okay. And then seventy-eight percent are saying, "Just be honest. It's always the best policy." Mm, I, I have think to say that I agree with the majority. Yeah. yeah. Leave leaflets. Maybe we need some time alone. We need to let it breathe. Send you this montage, perhaps anonymous texter or emailer. Very clever, Jay. You've, take, you've taken the don't out. <laughs> She'll take my breath away. Wish she would. Uh, <laughs> That's bad. Who made this? You know who made it. Yeah. Waking you up on weekdays. Get set for Operation Morale Improvement. Radio City Breakfast with Rossi and Co. Radio City 96.7. Well, I hope they've sorted our problem and I hope it's not like a, a medical condition because some people were suggesting it could have been something to do with a medical condition. Maybe they're a secret uh, chicken Kiev consumer. Yes. Oh, we yeah. got an email from her, actually. Yeah. Oh, really? And apparently the advice that we and, and the listeners gave really helped. Really? Oh, mm. good. And I think oh. he's seeking some medical help. Bless him. Right then, here's some of the best of the very, very, very true stories that we do weekday mornings at 6.35, including one about an inflatable doll. Yes. <laughs> Waking you up on weekdays. Radio City Breakfast. With Rossi and Co. Radio City 96.7. Yesterday, Jay did a little scammer call and you called a couple of places in uh, in the northeast of England. Like some for, taxi companies. Looking yeah. for your... Uh, looking for your uh, My your, girlfriend. Your girlfriend, Shirley. Turns out it was an inflatable blow-up doll. Mm. Oh, she with a surprised look on her face. Yeah. Yeah. But with real hair. <laughs> <laughs> she did. How really? do you know? Yeah. What? How do you know she's got real hair? <laughs> I sold it. I sold it to you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but you were so inspired because you know uh, you, you know Liam, Liam the student. Yeah. Well, Liam the student got caught up on all this because there's a lot of, con you know, conversation about it and people were texting in about this uh, inflatable doll that you lost, Shirley, your mm. girlfriend in the Northeast. That, I kid you not, Liam only went out yesterday and bought Shirley's cousin. Oh, he didn't. He got his own brand new blow-up doll yesterday. But he had to take it one, one step further than most. Instead of just blowing him, her, sorry, him, <laughs> blowing her up himself, he actually filled her, pumped her full, <laughs> pumped her full of helium gas. Oh, oh God. Now she's playing hard to get. <laughs> Uh, do you want a true story? Yeah, as long as it involves an atheist. Yeah, and a grizzly bear. A grizzly bear and an mm. atheist, not a grizzly atheist. <laughs> oh, 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 yeah, <laughs> a grizzly yeah. atheist would be good. <laughs> well, an atheist was walking through the woods. 
What majestic trees, what powerful rivers, what beautiful animals, he said to himself. As he was walking alongside the river, he heard the rustling in the bushes behind him, and he turned around, and panic struck his face. What he saw was a seven-foot grizzly bear charging towards him. He set off running as fast as he could up the path and away, and he looked over his shoulder but saw the grizzly bear, which can run faster than an than a, a Olympic sprinter, was closing in on him. He ran on a little bit further, looked over his shoulder again, and the bear was getting even closer. He then tripped over a branch. He fell to the ground. He rolled over to pick himself up, but saw that the bear was right on top of him, reaching for him with his left paw and raising his right paw to strike the atheist down. At that instant, the atheist cried out, Dear Lord, help me, God. Help me. Help me, God. Time stopped. The bear froze. All the sound in the forest fell silent. A bright yellow light shone upon the man from the sky. A voice came from the bright light. You deny my existence for all these years, said the voice. You teach others that I don't exist. You even credit creation to a cosmic accident. Do you expect me now to help you out of this predicament? And if I do, can I count on you to be a believer? The atheist looked up at the light and said, You know what? I'd be an absolute hypocrite and a liar to say I'd ever be a believer. I'm an atheist and that's it. But he says, God, if you do exist... There's no chance of me becoming a Christian now, but maybe perhaps you could make the bear a Christian. Good thinking. Good thinking, Good thinking yeah. Because then the bear wouldn't attack Yeah, well, this is wow. it. Well, then the light went out. The sound of the forest resumed. The bear dropped his right paw and brought both paws together. He bowed his head over the man and said, Dear Lord, for what I'm about to receive... <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, it was entertainment night at the Senior Citizen Centre and Claude the Hypnotist was topping the bill. Now, the excitement among the senior citizens there in the Senior Citizen Centre was just at fever pitch almost. Claude the Hypnotist explained, I am here to put you all in a trance. I intend to hypnotise each and every one of you in the audience tonight. The excitement hit higher peaks. It was almost electric as Claude the Hypnotist withdrew a beautiful antique pocket watch from his coat. I want you to keep your eye on this antique watch. It's a very special watch. It's been in my family for six generations, said Claude. And then he began to swing the watch gently back and forth, quietly chanting, Watch the watch. Watch the watch. The crowd became totally mesmerized as the watch swayed back and forth, light gleaming off its polished wake up you its polished surface. Hundreds of pairs of eyes followed the swaying of the watch. And then suddenly the chain broke and it slipped from the hypnotist's fingers. The watch fell on the floor, breaking into a hundred pieces. Oh, shit, said the hypnotist, and it took three days to clean up the senior citizen centre. <laughs> I was talking about true stories this morning. Yeah. What about one about two prawns? Oh, I'd love one about oh, two prawns. Yeah. yeah? Definitely. Are you sure? Just in the oh, mood for a couple of Are you sure? Yeah. <laughs> well, um, far, far and away in the tropical waters of the Coral Sea, two prawns were swimming around. One was called Justin and the other was called Christian. 
The prawns were constantly being harassed and threatened by sharks that inhabited the area. Finally, one day, Justin said to Christian, I'm fed up with being a prawn. I wish I was a shark. And just then, I would have no worries about being eaten by any great big shark. A large, mysterious cod appeared nowhere and said, Your wish is granted. Lo and behold, Justin turned into a shark there and then. Horrified, Christian immediately swam away, afraid of being eaten by his old friend. Time passed as it does, and Justin found life as a shark a little bit boring and lonely because all his mates simply swam away whenever he came close to them, as you'd imagine. Justin began to realise that his new menacing appearance was the cause of his sad plight. While swimming alone one day, he saw the mysterious cod again. And he thought perhaps the mysterious cod could change him back to being a prawn. These things can happen. Yeah. Of course they can, yeah. He approached the giant cod and he begged to be changed back. Lo and behold, he found himself turned back into a prawn. <sighs> With tears of joy in his tiny little prawn eyes, Justin swam back to his friends and bought them all a cocktail. Not a prawn cocktail, before oh. you start thinking. Looking around the gathering at the reef, he realised that he couldn't see his... Shut up, you. He couldn't see his old pal. Where's Christian, he asked. He's at home, still distraught that his best friend changed sides to the enemy and became a shark, came the reply. Eager to put things right and uh, put a, an end to the mutual pain and torture, he set off to Christian's little abode. A little bit like Spongebob Square yeah. Pants House under the sea. As he opened the coral gate, the memories came flooding back and he banged on the door and shouted, It's me, Justin, your old friend. Come out and see me. Christian replied, No way, man. You late me. You're now a shark. You're the enemy. I will not be tricked into being your dinner. Justin cried back, No. I'm not. It's the old me I've changed. I found Cod. I'm a prawn again, Christian. True stories, weekday morning, 6.35 on the Radio City Breakfast Show. And they're, they're true-ish, most of them anyway, aren't they? Yeah. I don't think you've ever, ever told a proper bona fide true one, if I'm honest. Well, well, that's why we love them. I think you might find a true... Well, well, no, yeah. there's no true ones at all. Yeah, well, OK. We'll, we're, I think there has been one or two... Oh, no, that wasn't me. Right then. Okay, Radio City 96.7, The Breakfast Show with myself and the co. Weekday mornings between 6 o'clock and 10 from the top of the Radio City Tower. Check out our website, radiocity.co.uk and find out more about me and the co, Jay and Claire, the little pink lady. Here's some of the best scammers that we've done over the past week, including a pensioner phoning up trying to book a stag do at Liverpool's world-famous news bar and Jay losing his inflatable girlfriend. A lot of rubber dolls going on, yeah. inflatable dolls I going on. I prefer to her to just be called my girlfriend, or Shirley, I should Shirley, yeah, of course, Shirley. Oh, she with a surprised expression on her face. Yes. Yeah, more, she looks like she's had more Botox than uh, our mid-morning presenter, Rick Vaughan. <laughs> Never. <laughs> nah, Never. Not like anyone on the planet. Not even, not what's that comedian called? <laughs> He's had more plastic surgery, though. Here we go. This is uh, some of the best of the scammers. Radio City Breakfast with Rossi and Co. Scammer time. Taxis. Hello there, love. Yeah, listen, I've got a little bit of a problem, a little bit of a personal problem. Wondering if you can help me out. 
Right. I've just I've just been in one of your cabs from the Metro Centre along Waterloo Square in St James Boulevard. Right. I've just been dropped off. I've gone and left my girlfriend in the back of the cab. Could you just give her a little shout for me? Um. Right. Where were you picked up from? I was picked up from the Metro Centre and then I was dropped off at St James's Boulevard. Right. What part of the Metro Centre? Um. I think it was Avalie Street. Sorry. Avalie Street was it? Oh, I don't know. Is it not in like? One of the miles, red, yellow... Yeah, it was the red mile, that's the one, yeah. Red. I've left my girlfriend in the back. She's a dozy cow sometimes, to be honest with you. Right. No, we've got no pickups from there. It mustn't have been us, I'm afraid. Oh, it was definitely you. Is there no way you can just get on your radio and just give her a little shout? Her name's Shirley. I I haven't a clue what car she's in. I wouldn't have any idea. It's not one of our cars. We've got no pickups from the Red Mile. I'm just worried if... have any today. If, if she sits on something sharp, she'll pop. Do you know what I mean? I'm just getting a bit oh, worried right, about okay. the poor Bye. girl. Taxi, Jamie speaking. Hello, Jamie. Yeah, listen, I've got a bit of a problem. If we could just talk a little bit quiet, that would be fantastic. I've gone and left my... Uh, well, it's a, it's a real prized possession of mine in the back of one of your cabs. Okay... Uh, I was picked up from the Metro Centre around about 10am this morning, dropped off at Waterloo Square. What name was it under? Um, it was under Patrick. You haven't been picked up by us, was it definitely the Metro Centre, yeah? It was definitely the Metro Centre, yeah. What it is, I've left my girlfriend in the back of the cab. <laughs> right. Her name's Shirley. Um, right. Now, I'm just wondering if, if there's any way you could radio your driver. She probably won't be able to hear, but if they could just have a look on the back of the cab. I'm just worried if she hits something sharp, she will pop. Hello? Oh, my life. Hello, is that uh, taxis? It is. Hello there, love. Yeah, I've got a little bit of a problem. I got a ride on one of your cabs a little bit earlier today, around about half past nine this morning. Right. Uh, I was picked up from the Metro Centre, dropped off at, uh, at Waterloo Square. Right. What it is, I've left my girlfriend in the back of the cab. Are you sorry, you've what? I've left my girlfriend in the back of the cab. You've left your girlfriend in the back of the car. I'm just wondering, is there any way you could get one of your drivers to maybe have a look for it? I'm just a little bit worried about her. Sorry, are you for real? Yeah, no, too, no, too right and for real, yeah. You've left your girlfriend in the back of the cab? Yeah. Her name's Shirley. See? Hello, I think I've just spoken to you. Yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd left my girlfriend in the back of the taxi. Right, why are you ringing up stating that? It's like... Because I'm just a little bit concerned about her. Your driver was smoking. If any of that lit ash hits her, then she will pop. Right, but you're saying that you left her in the back of a taxi? Yeah. Her name's Shirley. She's got lovely bright lipstick on. Um, She probably won't be able to hear any radio messages, but if you could get your drivers to maybe just have a look for me. Where were you picked up from? We were picked up from from the Metro Centre, from the Red Zone, around about half past nine this morning. Right, that wasn't with us. It definitely was. I flagged one of your taxis. But it definitely wasn't one of us. I haven't got any bookings in for that. It was by the pizza shop? No, it wasn't us. <sighs> is, there, is there no way you can just get a message to your drivers? I'm very, very concerned about Shirley. No, can you stop bringing here? It is a business line. You're oh, holding up the line. There's nothing you can do for me? No, nothing at all. Thank you for your help anyway. Okay, bye. See? Hello, listen, I'm very, very worried. Now, if, if your driver opens his window, she will blow away. Right, can you stop ringing this number, please? But if she blows away, that's it. I've lost can my you girlfriend. Stop ringing this number. Can you please help me? Look, I'm sorry. If you if you keep calling, I will contact the police. I have got your number coming up on the screen here. <sighs> okay, thank you okay, anyway. Bye. Take care. Bye bye. Hello. 
Rod from the Newspire. Hello there, love. Who am I speaking to? It's Rod from the Newspire. How can I help you? Ah, uh, good girl. Do, do you accommodate stag do's in the Newspire? We do, we do accommodate stag do's. Because I heard it's a cracking place for a stag do, love. It is, it's a great place to have a stag do. Well, I'm taking the plunge again, girl. Fifth time, lucky, I hope. And me and the boys would love to have my stag do in your place, love. Well, how can I help you? We do accommodate stag do's. Oh, why, well, yeah, it's banging in there, kidder. Can we book a couple of them boot things? But they've got to be beside one another, love. And most importantly, they've got to be very close to the bogs. Because our old bladders aren't what they used to be. OK, um, I do get your gist there. What kind of stuff would you be interested in having with the booze? Well, I'd like some of them champagne buckets full of beers and wines and things like that. We don't really do them, but we can accommodate for them sometimes. Um, we do have packages with the booze. Do you do any scran? We do do food. We do normal food like steak sandwiches, club sandwiches, steak, fish and chips, afternoon teas and buffets. What type of food would you like? Sausage rolls, scotch eggs and, you know, them volivant things. You know, the French things. They're all right. That's more like our afternoon tea more than evening. How many people are you thinking of bringing with you? There'll be about 15 of us. God willing. Because it takes a long time when you get to our age. I'm sure you sound all that old. Um, so you would like some some food and some booze and stuff like that? Anything else I can help you with? Now then, can you line us up with any beds? I beg your pardon, then. What do you actually mean? We don't mind paying it out. Used to that. Well, we're not really that kind of place, but there's loads of gorgeous girls who come in every weekend. Well, there won't be much chance of us. Our, our fellas pulling the wag, so we'll have to you know, get a few escorts in or something like that. Hey, hey. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge, money talks, money's no obstacle. <laughs> no, we don't really do that. Well, tell us, are you single? Have you got any sisters? Or any brothers for Dan? As <laughs> for myself, sorry, I'm actually spoken for, and so are my sisters and my brother's not really like that. Um, when about would you like to make a booking? I'm not going to rush into anything near. It's July next year. July? Quite far off. You want to book your stag do now for next July? Aye, but I know you're busy there and I just want to get the booking in 15th of July next summer. Let me just write that down and we'll be able to sort it out for you. But can we have 2011 prices on the drinking food? Just in case that as Osborne lad puts the price up on next year's budget. We'll see what we can do. OK, I'm going to have to go now, love. But you say you're not single. Have you got no single sisters? No, I haven't, I'm afraid. What about your ma? And, and her sisters, and don't forget the brother for Dan. <laughs> They're all taken. OK, then, love. Don't forget, book that in, Big Bertie Stag Do, 15th of July 2012, at 2011 prices, love. OK, have you got a name and contact number? As they say down in Scotty Road, ciao, baby. <laughs> Gosh, what a weirdo. Wake up the This is Michael Winner. Is right Rossi Law? Hi, I'm Beth Twaddle, MBE. Is right Rossi Law? Hi, this is Ricky Gervais. Is right Rossi Law? This is Radio City Breakfast with Rossi and Co. on Radio City 96.7. Okay, weekday mornings at 8.35. We also do a little quiz. The only quiz on the planet where the loser stays on, and we call it the... Um, village Idiot! The Village Idiot. And uh, do you know what it is? Is Sometimes it's the, the incorrect answers are just much more funnier than anything we ever managed to say on the show. Isn't that right, Fish Face? It's a, I mean, it's birthday cake face. face. <laughs> Have a listen to this lot. <laughs> Just how brave are you? It's time to play a simple quiz that tests your true 
like you. Maybe you're too frightened. A coward who can't take stick. A being dim from limb. The jester from Chester. The freak from speak who's thick. So stand up and be counted. From Litherland to Lydiate. And show the world you're not a wimp. And play the village idiots. Big Ron has just sent in a little bit of a text with reference to our uh, scammer call that you made about losing your girlfriend, Shelley. Shelley. Oh, Shelley. Yeah. Shelley. So, Shelley in Newcastle. Ronnie says, Rossi, I am absolutely shocked at the subject of the manner of your scammer call this morning. However, clearly not as shocked and as surprised at the look on Jay's girlfriend's face. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right, okay. Welcome back for day number two today. Melanie Reed in Heighton. Good morning, Melanie. Good morning. Good morning. How's life in Heighton this morning? Okay, as long as I'm not the idiot two days running. Well, we'll have to wow. see. I can tell you something, Melanie, just to give you an indication as to possibly how easy the uh, questions are. <laughs> Jay has just got six out of six. You got six? I did, yeah. Mm. You got six yeah. out of six. So there I you go. Yesterday for that, though, All right, okay. Well, better luck today, Melanie. Better luck today. Maybe you'll win this family pass to Farmer Ted's Flatman's Lane between Ormskirk and Formby. Do tell us all about uh, Melanie's uh, contender this morning. It is uh, Jenny, isn't it? Jenny it Rutherford. is. It's Jenny Rutherford from Norris Green. She went to Chilwall High and she got a few GCSEs there. And her specialised subject would be books. Books? Books. Good morning, Jenny. Morning, Rossi. What's the best book you've ever read in your life? Oh, um... It'd have to be the Green Mile, I think. Green Mile, oh, oh. I think... I mean, there's not many people wouldn't have cried at that. Oh, no. John Coffey, just like the drink, but oh, spelled different. Oh. If ever there was a man that fitted into the term gentle giant, it would have been John Coffey. It was so good, that film. I don't think I can continue with this anyone filling up. No, <laughs> no I actually will sometimes. No, I know. <laughs> Poor John. <laughs> Oh, yeah, don't, because I think of him when then he looked up to those little I don't girls. Think, I think he was quite scary. He wasn't. He was lovely. He blew all like weird stuff out of his mouth. No, he was It was taking the people. badness. It was I still don't the... want him to do it to me. <laughs> you know what I mean. I don't. All right, Jenny, uh, before we uh, travel on any further into the depths of obscurity with Jay Hind, uh, I can tell you if you... I think you know what answer, Jenny. Just shout out Norris Green. And we'll come to you. Melanie, what do you shout out? Idiot. The Village Idiot. Okay, really nice and loud, the pair of you, so I can hear you well and clear. Question number one. What northwest town do the band of Verve come from? Idiot. Idiot first. Go ahead, Melanie. Wigan. 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 Oh, yes. The home of the pool's pie. Question number two. Who is the current leader of the Labour Party? Idiot. Idiot. Miliband. Uh, need a first name. What do you reckon? Ed. Yeah. Ed. Yep. Ed Miliband and his assistant, of course, is uh, Ed Balls. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Oh. Two Eds are better than one. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you, you take the lead, Melanie. You're looking good, baby. You're looking good. Jenny, you still with us? I am. Yeah. All right. Okay. Question Both. Question number three. Everybody had to think about this question. Question number three. What word can come after pan, fish, and birthday? Not a screen. Not a screen. Face. What? Face. Pan face, fish face, birthday face. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to get... 
Sorry about fish face. face. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Looks a bit like the expression in your girlfriend. It does, uh, it's yeah. Shirley's face. Okay, I'm going <laughs> to pass it over to you, Melanie. What word can come after pan, fish and birthday? Cake. Yeah, pancake, fish cake and birthday cake. <laughs> fish face, that's brilliant. Fish face, that's great. That is fantastic. <sighs> right, pipe down, birthday face. Right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> if you get this one right, Melody, you lose the title The Village Idiot and you win the family pass to Farmer Ted's. Jenny, you need this to stay in the game. Are you are you getting uh, getting a bit of stick there, Jenny? Just a little bit, yeah. Just a little yeah. bit. Not to worry. We all get a bit of stick from time <laughs> to time. Right, okay. Fourth question, as always, is... Uh, Who am I? Who am I? I am a former glamour model. I once infamously co-hosted the Brit Awards. The theme... Uh, who is Norris that? Green. Norris Green. Sam Fox. There you go. Hey. You got a point. Uh, old foxy face, Sam Fox. Yep. Yeah, the female version of my name is Vixen. I also had a 1986 hit called uh, Touch Me. Okay, question number five to both of you. Mathematics. Add the number of months in a year to the number of days in a fortnight. Idiot. Idiot. 26. Much? What did you... 26. Melanie! You have lost the title of Village Idiot and you now have a family pass to go to Farmer Ted's and have a fantastic fun day out. Including the Guinea Pig Village, the indoor play barn, the go-karts and the mini beast exhibition. Wow! So you've won that. You're no longer the Village Idiot, Melanie Reed from Heighton. Thank God for that. <laughs> uh, thank you very much for being a lovely contestant and I hope to speak to you soon. Thank you. Bye-bye, Melanie. Oh, Jenny Rutherford and Nora Screen. God, it was all their fault, you know. <laughs> Who, now, name some of the people that are with you right now. I've got Mark Rigby. Sharon Moss. Sharon Moss. Uh, I've got Lisa. I've got Dave Hill as well. Yeah. I don't suppose there's a Shirley there with a very exp surprised expression on her face. Oh, no, we haven't got her, you know. Have oh, you not? Oh, more... Someone passed me, though, before. When oh, I did you? <laughs> <laughs> Jenny, you're coming back tomorrow morning. I can't wait to speak to you because you know why you're coming back. You are... The Village Idiot. See you tomorrow morning, love. Hello. Bye-bye. Village Idiot. Back tomorrow after 8.30 with Rossi and Co. On Radio City 96.7. Oh, that was funny. So <laughs> 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 <The> Shelley. Radio City Breakfast. Talking about wrong answers <laughs> leads us nicely into some of the best incorrect answers ever given in that famous TV show hosted by Bob Monkhouse, of course, Max Bygraves. Les Dennis. Les Dennis. And Vernon Kay. Mm. Vernon Kay, of course, does the celebrity family fortunes. I don't enjoy that as much. I well, prefer to see it with real punters. Yeah, I like I'm sorry, I'd prefer people. to see it. Yeah. There's enough celebrities on TV, I think, for my liking. But there was one very funny moment when Brian Dowling answered something and Did he, he gave it an incorrect answer. It was about... And, uh, you don't have to whisper. It's a podcast. People have downloaded it. What was it about, Jay? It's about lesbians. What um, was it about? I can't hear. What did he say? It was about lesbians. Why don't you say that? Because I'm doing what me nan used to. Lesbians. You're doing like, <laughs> you're like uh, Les Dawson. Yeah. Well, I was out the other day and I saw it. 
walking down the street <laughs> and they were holding hand and they decided to kiss one another and anyway <laughs> one of them hitched up a and <laughs> okay let's get on here's some of the best of the wrong answers ever given on family fortunes <laughs> <laughs> we'll leave you with this family fortunes the very best of the incorrect answers Radio City Breakfast with Rossi and Co. Radio City 96.7. Anyway, uh, these are some of the uh, these are some of the questions that have been asked and bizarre answers given on Family Fortunes. You know Family Fortunes. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Okay. Now, go <laughs> <laughs> <Come> on. <laughs> okay. Name an instrument you can play while walking in the street. Answer: a cello. <laughs> That'd be dead handy. Do it on us. Let us answer them. Okay. And then I'll give you the answer. This, I, I'm really afraid of saying this answer, but... Okay, this, this went out on TV, so it probably is okay to go out here. Right. Name a slang word for a girl. Quick. Lass. Bimbo. Yeah. Do you know what, the, what answer they gave? Go on. S-L-A-G-E. Oh. <laughs> Do you know what? Well, I nearly... I know you know. <laughs> All right. Okay. Name something made of wool. A bull. A bull. A bull. I don't know. A bull. Go ahead. I was going to say sheep. Somebody said sheep. So to both of you. You lose. (laughs) Okay. This is good. I love it. Right, Jay, quickly. No, quick, quick. Name something a bridegroom might wear. A a dress. A bridegroom. Oh, bridegroom. That's yeah, the man. That's the. That's exactly what they've given a dress. A dress. You're falling into all these. Right. Okay. Uh, right, Claire. Name something with a long tail. Uh, 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 dog. Dog. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. good. Well, you know what answer they give? Go on. A rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Jay. Name something a train spotter might have in his pocket. Envelope. An envelope. <laughs> Like a, it's a rubbish know, a clipboard, I mean. Something. <laughs> yeah, it's the same thing. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It's quite intelligent. They put a magnifying glass. <laughs> <laughs> Just because in case the train's deceptively oh, massive. Miss okay, Claire? Go on. <laughs> Name something you'd put out for the birds. Food. Seed. Yeah, they've, they've written worms. <laughs> <laughs> I've just got a ho- I could go on and on and on and on. I'll uh, do more. I like yeah, that. I love this. All right, okay. Right, Jay, name something beginning with the letter Z. Zoo. Well done. Yay. Somebody said xylophone. Oh, is, oh no. Oh, can't we do one on you? Is there any you haven't seen? <laughs> right, okay. Claire, a word you... <laughs> A word used to describe a very hot day. Boiling. Yeah. Do you know what the answer they gave here? Go on. <laughs> a word used to describe a very hot day. Answer. A very hot day. Rossi and Co. At the click of a mouse. The best bits you might have missed. Updated weekly and available via radiocity.co.uk or iTunes.